This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Uh, we are pumped to be back here with you. I know. Fucktober is nearing nearing its end. Fucktober is nearing its end. Um, it's all, you know, this is peak cuff season. Mm-hmm. This is when it all comes together or it doesn't. Or it doesn't, and you're just single for the winter. <laughs> single, cold and alone. Yeah, shivering alone next to your. The scariest thing on Halloween. It's just you alone. Is it Halloween? What? What is next this? week is Halloween. Next week's Halloween. Yeah. Any Halloween thoughts? It's great hookup night. The, great hookup night. Great hookup night. We should rank the hookup. I think we did that already, right? Have we we done ranked that? the. I think we've ranked the hookup nights. Halloween. I mean, it is a sensory overload for men. When's the last time you dressed up for Halloween? Last year. Where were you? <laughs> I was... Uh, oh, oh, you work on Halloween, don't you? I do a lot. I like to do show. I like to do shows on Halloween because I like to dress up on stage and be like an annoyed thing. Okay. So I think it's a funny picture. What were you last, last year? Paper straw? I was a lion <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> complaining about paper straws. Okay. So <clears throat> that's always fun for me when you can be the annoyed... Like, I like dressing, like, in a kid's costume. Okay. Not the size of a kid's costume, but, like, something a that kid, a kid would, would wear. wear. Right. Or a kid would understand. One year, I was a pea pod. Okay. So, like, a little kid looked at Those me and was are like, the cute- pea pod. Pea pods are the cutest on little babies. Pretty cute on me, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a pea pod. I've been, like, a banana. I've been a lion. And last year... Okay. I was in New Orleans, and my plan was to be a craw daddy. Okay. And the costume never came, and I was so upset. That's annoying. Because I wanted to walk around New Orleans, and I was going to wear shades to be a craw zaddy. Ah, clever. Get it? I like it. And so ever you, since then, you've gone back to... Well, now, I this year, i got to figure out a costume. What are you going to dress as? I've, um, I haven't dressed up in a while, actually. Were you the sexy cat type? Yeah, if I was feeling lazy, I used to love being like Pocahontas, but I don't feel like that's like allowed anymore because I'm really? not Native American. Do you think Pocahontas? I like things that play on the tanness. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, how do I dress up this tan? Right. I got the tan. I got. I got. I, I got. Now I gotta work it. Yeah. Wait, are people gonna get like called out on their? Past Pocahontas costume. I might. If you guys are coming for me, you'll have a lot to work with. Cancel. Canceled. Wow. Isn't I feel it, like maybe. I don't know. I feel like that's no longer like. I guess you're only I, allowed I never to be the costume of your own race, which I feel like kind of defeats the purpose of Halloween. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm gonna dress as an accountant because I'm white. Like right. I don't know what do you do. Like, I don't even I, know. I, what, there's not that many options for Jewish girls now. You can be. What do I have to be Fran Drescher? You can be Fran. You can be. Barbara camp, Streisand? Camp 
kid. Yes. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. I can be annoying camp friend. Yeah, you can be a camp friend. Um, you can be bar, bat mitzvah girl. Yes. You can be... What else? Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> what are your choices? Not um, a ton. It's, it's tough, tough to get creative when you can't someone, like, uh, offend someone anyone. with a dairy allergy. Yes. You could be Anxiety. Anxiety. An anxious person. Yes. That's right. If you go anxious... We're calling you out. The Jews are calling you out. You're not allowed to be anxious on Halloween. There you go. That's our thing. That's what that <laughs> yeah. Is. It's cultural you appropriation. Be, it's cultural appropriation. You could be like a fun rabbi with a guitar. Remember, you know, those rabbis uh, uh, that have who guitars? Who was that guy? Um, he was like the Jewish rapper. He was Matis big, Yahu? Yeah, he was big for a while. <laughs> I just said that like an aunt. I said that like a Jewish aunt. Matis Yahu? I hear he's big. Yeah. He's big. Um, who... Who, what are you Who going else could this I year? be? I don't know yet. I got to think about this. I, How do you get your costumes? Amazon? I usually order. Yeah. I'll, I'll just like go to like, I'll, I'll just look for the most simple one. That's kind of what I like doing. Right. I look for the most flattering one. Mm. So listen, people, we're very excited. Um, not only is next week Halloween, but the week after that, we're going back on tour. Wow. The Northeast, baby. Time flies when you're talking dates. So exactly. listen. Uh, we are in Boston, D.C., Philly, and New York. If you're in those cities, bring the group chat. This, uh, the tour is sponsored by Moxie Hotels. Uh, we are staying at the Moxie Hotels in all these cities. They have a great, great, great hotel for the age group that listens to this podcast. Like, it's I, I want to make that. I want to make that perfectly clear. I'm not telling you to go because I'm like, oh, they gave us, you know, they sponsored. Not just the sponsor. We've now been, we now stated the three Moxies and we and can tell you. they've been curated for this yes. show. So we know that it fits your life. It fits our life. It's a great price point. It is great for when you're just doing a fun weekend with friends. Exactly. It's a great bachelor, bachelorette party spot. Always well located. They're always, always and they're also built for you to hang downstairs right. so if you're hanging downstairs there's a bunch of guys or girls hanging downstairs I it's have a, a feeling we're gonna have some moxie babies in the future from this podcast exactly so and I, then have, you can, I have a good feeling and we have the that. name picked out for you too it's moxie yeah Maybe. moxie freed <laughs> at moxie hotels on Instagram um, go follow go support and uh, share your personal experience staying at the Moxie Hotels. Uh, thanks to the Moxie Hotels for being the presenting sponsor of the U Up Tour. And if you guys want to come on stage with us, um, I need you to submit your dating app profiles, submit your text conversations that you want interpreted. Email youuplive at betches.com. In, in the subject, include the city of the, um, the, of the show that you're attending, and then just give us a little background on what you need help with, and then send either your dating app profile or your screenshots, or both and we'll decide which is more interesting. Um, yeah, whatever you, whatever you do. Yeah, and if you submit um, those dating app profiles, you could win a, a free stay at the Moxie. Boom. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. 
The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. What are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about initiating dates and why it is so hard for women to do it. Is it hard for women? It is. Is it hard out there in it these is. streets? It feels like it's hard to initiate and I understand why because I always had a very difficult time initiating. It always yeah. feels like you're chasing yourself, like you're making it too easy when you're initiating. And I don't know sure. if that's like a cultural thing that was like driven into our heads. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like he needs to, you need to be chased or like you can't make it too easy for them. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just like a comp, maybe it's a confidence thing too a little bit. We don't want to hear no. So we don't want to ask or it seems like desperate, or mm-hmm. pathetic to ask a guy out. Um, the older I get, the more I feel like we should turn that around. Yeah. Um, but I definitely understand the sentiment of not wanting to. What do you think? Um, I think this is an episode that should be shared with friends. If you're a woman, you should listen to this episode. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to... You're going to break I, it I down? I have a lot of thoughts on okay. this. Because I get these emails all the time. And it's like, I don't... I want to make sure I say this right because okay. I really feel like I can we help you articulate it. Please if, help if me I articulate feel like you're, this. You're not articulating it. No, I'll tell I'm you. not articulating it right. You might be. I'm a little Let's tired. See. I'm a little groggy. Is that a word? Groggy. Yeah. I. I think the apps fucked us up for this because okay. as a guy, we're we're gonna be very nice and pleasant to you. Okay. And. We're going to let you kind of make things happen. So I think you're what, saying the apps have made men lazy. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's all not made us lazy. We've always been this lazy. Now we're just allowed to because the app 
exist to service that laziness. Right. So you used to be outdoor cats having to hunt for your food. And now we are sitting fat and happy, slurping our milk. Got it. At the house. So here's what I, I mean by this. So if I'm on a dating app or anywhere, if someone's like, go out with this person, whatever, if I meet someone, hey, how was your day? It's It takes four seconds to send any text. Okay. So I think a lot of women are taking to heart these meetings online or these text conversations as some sort of like, well, and when will he ask me out? And it's like, we're not going to do that. We're going to let you sit here and hang with us in text land until, so that we, until you break. Right. And when a lot of women, and, and listen, women might be listening right now. I've given this advice in the past. If you don't want to hear the advice, don't take it. Well, what's the advice? Because it sounds like you're, you're stating the problem, right? For us. This is, you're stating our issue. Your issue. So but how do we solve that issue? You have to say, would love to hang out sometime. Let me know when. So easier, but not too easy for them. This is the thing. When I give this advice, women will go, well, I don't want to be the one to ask. And isn't it, isn't it if he's interested, he'll ask? And it's like, yeah, but all these guys that are talking to you are somewhat interested. I'm giving you the tools to suss out who is going to make the effort and who's just there to hang until you break. Right. So when you say... When you say like, I gave, so you and I are on a on a dating app. We're talking to we're each talking, other, and I'm it's like, been, "Hey, how was your day today? How was your weekend?" Right, great. I hung out with some friends, did whatever. How was yours? Oh, uh, it was a lot of fun. Went out. I'm I'm hurting today. Oh, I'm so hungover. It was so much fun. I actually went to this new bar. Uh, you know, I went to this hotel, Moxie, and we were hanging out downstairs, and it was great. And we met all these people, and we had a great time. Uh, but this week is crazy. How's your week looking? Um, my week is, you know, I got something fake going on on Tuesday and Thursday, but I'm around Wednesday. Otherwise pretty chill. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to be around this weekend though. It's pretty, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like, oh, my college team is playing this weekend and, uh, and then my pro team, I have a group that gets together and the whole fantasy team, you know, everyone that plays in the fantasy league league is going to get together then too. Yeah. So and then goodbye you know like this conversation goes on and on and on and someone has to break someone has to break what i'm saying is the guy we prefer it to be you but yeah i prefer to you know get blowjobs every day so like (laughs) what what are we talking about here so like to the point where but the thing is guys are perfectly okay with just inching this along do you feel like guys used to go on more dates before like even like cell phones yeah, because that was, that was the only way to get laid. You right. know, now... Because you couldn't, like, figure out where someone was in the middle of the night. Here's the thing. With the option of your phone, you can, at a moment's notice, you can be at 11 o'clock at night and go, hey, what's up? Are you out? Right. Otherwise, and if you wanted a chance with that person, you would have had to have make made a day, set plan. Make a plan. Yeah. And it's like, now, because you're so accessible, you don't have... There's no pressure to make you more accessible. Mm-hmm. So you have to make There's yourself... There's no pressure to lock anything in. Absolutely. So right. you have to make yourself unaccessible. I think the accessibility is the big issue for so me. Then, so then how is... how? What's the best way for me to play out that dating app conversation for me? If, if I, if I want What I want is to go on a date. You want to go on a date. I don't want this small talk. I don't want a late night hookup. I want to go on a date. How do I make that okay, happen for so, myself? Okay, so hey, how... You know, we've been talking for a while on a dating app. I go, hey, how was the weekend? And you go... 
it was great. I met up with some friends, uh, saw a movie. Oh, what movie did you see? Saw Joker. You saw jo- Well, how was it? I've been thinking of going to it. <laughs> I see how we're now? It. But do you see what happened just yeah. now? You bring up this Joker thing. Now we're having this like conversation, conversation about the Joker that you never fucking wanted to have. But he's perfectly happy having this trust-building conversation that doesn't involve us getting a date. To me, this seems like, oh, what I think, maybe perhaps naively, is that we're having this conversation so that you can get to know me and see that I'm normal before you ask me out. That's part of it, but that's maybe I just want to see that you're normal enough to not have to ask you out that I can go hang out with you this weekend. Well, you're trying to suss out exactly like... Um, that's why a lot of guys will be like, well, what are you looking for on the app? They're looking for you to tell them, I'm here to suck a bunch of dick. And it's Who like, would say no, that? But this is the but this is the point. This is like catcalling. Right. Why would people catcall? It would work for one. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm the guy it works for. So it's like, and this is even better than catcalling because this has worked more than not. Where you go, yeah, I'll be out this weekend with friends. You guys should come. Now it's a really casual meeting. So if right. I was a girl so if in these I, apps, if, got, if he said that to me. What should I say? Obviously, you have to get to know each other. Hey, I went to Joker. Go if let, now. You be the guy. I'll be the girl. Okay. Okay. So, Let's switch so okay. So you said Here's I, how I would do it. You you, act, okay. you just so you keep said talking the joke, to okay. me. Okay. So I'll say. So you said you saw the Joker. I say how I was it? I saw the Joker. The Joker. Little dark, but I was there with friends, and I'm not really into Batman. I'm more of a you know Marvel universe girl. Um, but you know we had a lot of fun. Did you do anything this weekend? Yeah, I went out with some friends, um, and uh, I watched some sports with uh, I my love dad. Sports. Oh, my I dad. love uh, with your dad. Did yeah. he go to the college that you went to? Um, no, but we just both really love whatever bullshit team. I love bullshit <laughs> team. That's cool. Um, what are your plans this week? Um, I got a crazy, crazy work week, but, uh, you know, oh, I'll be around next weekend. I'm a lawyer. Lawyer. Do you like go to the trials and like say like uh, adjourned? Like, do you do that? Um, I, I don't really do trial. I'm more about, I'm more into the corporate law. Corporate yeah. What law, do you do? Uh, PR. Uh, <laughs> I, I do PR. Uh, uh, and, and fashion week was crazy. You should have seen Fashion Week. I'm That's sure. all girls in PR talk about. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I know this week is crazy, but I'd love to get a drink sometime. Let me know what works for you. And then I'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go out with some friends this weekend. Maybe we could, um, you know, cool. we'll see. I'm busy all weekend, but if next week you want to get drinks, here's my number. Let me know a day that works for you. See how, like, it always wow. comes back I to can't closing. Believe you just- what, what great game I have as well, a girl. <laughs> that's right. what I'm saying. So it's like, and at that point, it's time you, to let go. And then if I'm go. not interested Gabba in going on a date with you, I'm just no longer talking to you. Gabba that's go. what you're saying. It's time to go. So this is the way of weeding out the men. When we would, uh, I used to sell life insurance, it would be, and you'd cold call. When mm. you cold call, it was all about setting the appointment. So as a woman, right. you have to be all about setting the appointment and also being okay and and. I would try to set the appointment at their office. So I am trying to get them to invite me on a date. So it's like, hey, uh, I'm actually going to be there on Tuesday and Thursday. What would work for you? And then they go, oh, Thursday, 8 o'clock. That's probably the best. Okay, I'd love to do Thursday at 8. Now I'm getting asked on a date. Right. And I know there are people out there going, well, I shouldn't have to go. And if they were interested. That was impressive. You just asked yourself out. Yeah. I like Th- it. You, this is all, this is what I'm saying. And you made it think it was his idea. 
you make it his idea and you you got to give him all the tools to make the date. Okay. So it's because when a lot of women will be like, oh, I, if he's interested, he doesn't know what the fuck he's interested in. Mm-hmm. He knows he's on an app where he's trying to get laid. And you are there to find, you know, a guy to try and get that shit out of his head so he'll actually talk to you like a real person. Right. And or just to find out if that's all he's looking for. Exactly. If that's so all he's is, which yeah. is a lot of guys, which is fine. Yeah. It's okay. That's okay that that's Women the case. could be wanting that too. Right. I'm saying don't be fooled when you go, well, what are you doing this weekend? They go, nothing really. And then don't ask a question. Mm-hmm. At that point, what you're doing is, what you need to do is try to not waste your own time. Right. And you're wasting your time by going, well, if he won't ask me, I'll just keep having, it's like, you want a date. Right. So yeah, be clear about that. I like this. I like this a lot. This is very concrete. This advice. is concrete. So come at me with anything, any rebuttal that you've gotten on dating apps. I'll I'll make a date happen. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like the weekdays are just like really crazy for me. I like really. It's I I work. You know. It's it's tax season. I know tax season is really tough. Uh, it's actually. During Fashion Week, PR gets crazy, as everyone always tells you. But uh, so why don't you take my number and we'll do drinks when you're ready. And now it's like. Awesome. And now I'm going to text you on Friday night. Hey, uh, oh, you're out tonight? Well, I'm out with friends. We already kind of had this plan for weeks. Let me know this week if you want to get drinks. Okay, so you just, it's basically you just don't break first is what you're saying. It's not about not breaking to not ask it's about not breaking to their contract offer right because these are just contract negotiations Negotiations, if you think of it that way so it's like he keeps coming at i'm so busy so this is why the contract negotiation and you have to be fine with the idea that like that if that's all he's into then you will not you might not meet up ever gabagoo gotta go it's uh it, it doesn't it's okay to never meet with these people. It's okay to have a conversation with someone that goes well that doesn't turn into a date. Right. Just because it was a good conversation. What happens a lot, I think, too, is that people go, well, we we connected so well over text, I have to keep going so I don't lose this guy. And it's like, no, he was never there to begin with. Right. If he won't even go Thursday, 8 o'clock, this bar... What do you think he's going to do for the second date? Right. Well, that brings us to this question. She says, at what date number is it okay to initiate a date with the guy? She goes, this someone writes in, she goes, I typically prefer a guy to initiate the first few dates. I've been on three dates with a guy from Hinge, all great, and typically followed up with a text with pretty consistent conversation in between dates. Is it cool if I ask him out this time around? Absolutely. I think it's cool, but I think it's cool to be both involved in the date-making process. Right. So I think, like... If you're looking for... For all dates or... I think it's fine to go, mm-hmm. hey, what's the plan this week? You around Thursday? Because that's what day I'm free. Right. Yeah, I'm around Thursday. Uh, we should do drinks at eight at this bar. Like, that's you two coming to it Right, together. that's you two asking each other on it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, for her, you've been on three great dates. Hey, um, this week I'm free on Thursday. I got this great place in mind. We should go to this place. Are you free on Thursday? Right. I think our fear in doing this kind of thing is like that we feel like we've been we've been told that we're um, that like we don't want to make it too easy for them or let them think that we're too into them. Right. I think that's kind of what's driven. Like we don't want them to think they've got. We don't want them to think that they've got it in the bag. And so, like when we ask them out, it's like them getting the signal that like they don't have to try anymore. But this is like the message of this podcast is Mm -hmm. like. If that's the, like, 
if you're sitting there worried about that you don't want them to think they own you. It's like, how much control do you have over yourself? Like, right. aren't you involved in this? Like, at what point do you go, I like if, if you have to come into every situation with a guy and say, all right, here's what I want. Here's what I want it to, when I want it to happen. And if it doesn't happen, time to move on. Right. So it's like. You can't be betting with scared money. Exactly. And you can't have these, you know, like, it's just not going to work out the way you want it to work out all the time. Mm -hmm. Sure, someone out there is sending, sending the... The, the peasant to bring you a scroll and says, oh, Miss, Miss Jordana, Jared would like to see you this Thursday for drinks at the wine bar. Will he will be picking you up at 7.45? Like, that's not gonna how it's going to go down. Right. Yeah, I Most mean... Most cases, it's going to be, you have to say, I met this guy on an app. You're pretty cool. I'm pretty cool. I'm looking to go out for drinks. Let me know what works for you. And I think the thing to remember also is that no guy is going to be like turned off by someone initiating plans with him if he likes them. Yes. And and if he's interested in the feels there's the match. Right. Like if you're like, wow, these texts have been great. Hey, I'm going to pop off of this app right now, but it was great talking to you. If you want to go out. I'd love to do next Thursday if you're free next Thursday. If that doesn't work, let me know when. Mm-hmm. I think let me know when and then you're done texting. Right. Unless it's he over. comes back with when. Oh, Thursday works great. Right. Actually, I'm busy all next week. Cool. No problem. Let me know when works best. Now it's not, oh, cool, that sucks. Uh, what do you got going on? Sometimes girls right. are going to that like, well, why are you so you busy? Maintain you the conversation. Right. Why they're busy. Right. You already gave him the contract. He's yeah. not signing. So you take it back. You go, well, I guess this week won't work. Well, let me cross out this next week. Let me know when right. you're ready. I think a lot of the mistake comes into when girls get like rebuffed with a busy. They go, oh, why are you so busy? What's going on? And it's like, no, 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 no. You've done right. the talk. You, they, right. You don't. That's not that information is irrelevant. What's Doesn't relevant matter. is them attempting to like actually solidify a plan. Cool. Everyone. Get, I, and I think the other thing is, is not believing that someone is more busy than you. They right. got no kids. Right. They got no Not mortgage. making excuses for anyone. So, hey, we all get busy. Like, that's the thing. When right. I would cold call, people go, ah, next week is crazy. And I would go, yeah, it, uh, it, things do right. get crazy. And if they're truly so busy that they can't make one date during the week, then they don't have time to date. And it wasn't about you. Right. It was that they're on this app to fucking pass some time. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because someone who really cares about meeting someone or like being in a relationship or finding someone to actually date can find time for a weekday date. Absolutely. And and all rebuttals need to be given with positivity. Right. Next week's so busy. Totally get that. I'm pretty busy myself. Um, I'm free the next week. Let me know what works. Right. And that... And Not bitterness. Let, let me know. Yeah, when you get... The thing that a lot of women do on these dating apps is they they end up asking someone on the date while being angry they're asking. So they'll be like, they'll be like, well, I guess I'm asking you out now. And it's like, that's how you're going into a date? Right. That's you don't even want to be there. That doesn't you're just give trying a good to win. vibe. Right, yeah. You got to be positive. Even if you're kind of annoyed, it's okay to be, it's okay to be kind of annoyed that sure. someone is not doing what you want them to do because <clears throat> that happens to all of us. I think the key is just to get, again, like 
you can mask that with just like okay like like that's fine let me know is like let a, me know right that's how i would respond to someone in business that was like annoying me but that i didn't sure. need which you, you don't, don't need the person you yet. don't need these right people. yeah that's what i'm saying you don't need them they're not like tied it's not life or death if it doesn't work out i i think that's, and that's when, really setting your standards is when you know that like if it's if you don't get a date with this guy you'll get a date with a different guy that's when people get into a trouble when they go i need well, this to I work need out this one to work out right and i think you need to remember with every good text conversation you're having rem- always say to yourself i can find another text conversation will be good right I don't need this person. Exactly. Or anyone that you're even dating that is doing something really annoying and weird that you're making excuses for. If they're not, if they're taking two days to text you back, if they're, you know, canceling last minute, you could just say like, do I, is there someone else who I could find who wouldn't do this? I was talking, yeah, yeah, (laughs) there is someone that won't do that. Right. I mean, I was showing you a tweet the other day, but this is what kind of works for the same thing where it's like, um, it's like sometimes you're dealing with people that seem like, uh, spam emails that you're trying to unsubscribe from. Right. And you're like, yeah, you're just like, hey, uh, uh, like, like they're like, no, what about, what about if I email you once a month? Right. Would that if, be better if, for you? Would that be better for you? Right. But what if I, what if, what if I emailed you once? You know, you're like, okay, bed, bed, Right. Me no one's ever like, oh, like I want, no, I want more. I want you to, like that's that was that's a turn on yeah right, and yeah. it's and it's like you have to be like i'm i'm doing this i'm ready to go out um if you're don't not be the spam email email yeah don't be a yeah. spam emailer let's do some awkward sex uup at betches.com uup at betches.com make it your instagram story do it right do now it. tag a bitch Hey, J&J, love the podcast. It makes me feel like I have a superpower for understanding the male mind. All my friends totally love all the unsolicited advice I give them about their love lives now. Yeah, <laughs> why don't you have those friends listen to the fucking podcast, huh? Ooh, burn. Boom. I know y'all gotten a uh, few sleep-talking, tech-awkward sex moments, but this one was way more than talking. I have a once or twice a year booty call thing with a guy I dated for two to three months a couple years ago. Last night he came over after hooking up. He fell asleep immediately like every guy. No post sex snug. You can snug me like a like a like a like a, like a lean pole. <laughs> there you go, like a dead I, dead weight. Yeah, I knew from our previous hookups that he was some he has some really weird sleep habits, twitching, flailing his arms, sleep talking. And so I was having a hard time sleeping next to him. In the middle of the night he rolled over and was like, "I want you to sit on my face right now." <laughs> <laughs> when? Now. Uh, now. I said, "What?" He said it again and kind of pulled me up on top of him and he started going for it. I was up there for a <laughs> I was up there. I was up there for a minute or so, but something was like just a little weird. And I was like, what the fuck? It's 4 a.m. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I like how she first got up and then, then she started while she was up there. She was like, is this weird? Been, I'm sitting on this guy's face four in the morning. So, how, what am I doing up here? <laughs> what am so, I doing with my life? <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I um, dismounted and he immediately did the twitching thing that he does in his sleep. I thought he had just fallen back asleep really fast. A few minutes later, he rolled over so that we were spooning and he started talking about how he wanted to have sex with me. He was kind of trying to, but not really. So I started to think he was sleep talking. I told him that I wanted to go to sleep. Obviously, I have a moral qualms with about having sex with someone who's sleep, even if they're asking for it. And he rolled back over. Then his grand finale. 
He turns to me and goes, hey, I love you. And I'm sorry about Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at him like he was crazy and he grabbed my face and repeated again. I love you. And I'm so sorry about Saturday. He 100% does not love me. So that was definitely a confirmation that he was still asleep. Who knows who he was actually dreaming about? Maybe his girlfriend. (laughs) Sounds like it. (laughs) Right? Is this Saturday? He's probably dreaming about telling his girlfriend about what happened to you that night. Yeah. <laughs> I asked him in the morning if he remembered the middle of the night romp, and he had no clue what I was talking about, so I thought, so I think he was asleep for the whole thing. Maybe he has sex insomnia, which I'm pretty sure I heard once about on Law & Order SVU. Obviously, there's, I always, tell a, him that there's always an SVU episode. episode. Obviously, I, t- I didn't tell him that he told me he loved me because I knew he'd think that I was fully insane. I love that she thinks she's insane. I know. I can't believe he could literally eat me out in his sleep, but I love you thing makes me th- makes me sure he was out cold. She should have been like, what happened on uh, Saturday? Yeah. Hope this makes y'all laugh. I'd love to know what you think if it's even possible. Also, the phrase, wake up, sleepy <laughs> pussy, was involved somehow. That's one of the best parts. <laughs> wake up, sleepy pussy. How did she not let that in? Let, I want to hear. Oh, yeah. That's wake what, up, what sleepy was the context? Pussy. Wake up, sleepy pussy. Wake up, sleepy pussy. That should be everyone's new alarm um, recording. (laughs) Here, you can take my voice or Wake up, sleepy pussy. I have a feeling we'll get more than one listener who does this. Right? Make it your ringtone. (laughs) Wake up, sleepy pussy. That's going to be the new Folgers tagline. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? The right, the best part of the waking best up. The part of waking up is sleepy pussy in your cup. There you go. There you go. Hey, wake up, sleepy pussy. <laughs> it's so weird. That's like in uh, Hook when they all go to bed. Good night, Neverland. Yes. Do you know that Great part? movie. Yeah. Great movie. So they go, good night, little John. Good night, sleepy pussy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you um, what do you think about I think he actually is dating someone else and it sounds was, like his like subconscious kind of like coming absolutely. at him in the middle of the night he has a girlfriend that he's saying yeah. I love you too and that he's upset that he's gotten her mad at her yeah. on a Saturday her mistake was that she didn't ask more questions about I would this add, cause if, I would have been like here's what happened last night yes you gotta you gotta get into this right because then you'd see his face be like, I said I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you call this? Um, she called. She asked if she would. She she named the it the Night Rider, Rider, Dream Girl, Night of the Living Head. Night of the Living Head is Night funny. of the Living Head is good. What do you think? Um, I would have. Uh, do you have any ideas? The Night Watch. Um, I don't know. The, I'd call this the Neverland. Good night, sleepy pussy. And that I feel like us double night Michael Jackson connotations. So <laughs> right there, you go. Um, what else? Anybody? Any other names? No. Have you ever been to the Sleep Talker? Never. No. That's never happened. I've I have, but like they're they usually just say like little words, nothing like a whole, this. Sounds like a, I've never had like been unsure if someone was asleep while they were trying to have sex with me. Yeah. I've I've kind of like been like in sleepy mode while se- having sex, but never right. like. That scares me a lot. Actually, I feel like the like 
Because just because you don't know what someone will do, if they're like, they're not even sure what they'll do, I find it kind of like scary. It, I mean, the whole idea of sleep talking, sleepwalking right. is scary because, mm-hmm. I mean, look at that, <laughs> the stepbrother scene, like that when they're sleepwalking right. and trashing the house, it's yeah. like, can that happen? I feel like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's kind of like, I feel, I feel also feel like no one really knows like what the deal is with that so yeah. when all these stories I'm kind of like is that possible like sort. do you remember we had the email where the girl's where the girl's boyfriend said he sleep texted his ex yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that and was funny and you want to be like I guess I have to go along with this right like could it be me but you need like a doctor <laughs> to go this is fucking ridiculous right you, you, know? would, you would need someone to tell you what was actually going on okay um would it a red flag or deal breaker you ever you think you would break up with someone because they sleep talk I think if they ever if they said wake up sleepy pussy I might have to think about it. I mean this guy <laughs> wake uh, I'm up and we're over. Like you just break up with him on the spot. I, I would definitely ask about about what was going on. I'd be like what's going on in your I'd be like do you have any dreams last night? How horrible would it be if you just like said the truth when you wake up like when you sleep talk? Yeah, like like if this guy really has a girlfriend like he outed himself. Right. Maybe he felt so guilty that he con- subconsciously just needed to confess. It feels dreams, like that. Do you, have, that do, you, do you get like vivid dreams or I, some, nightmares? Every now and again. I don't get that many, but every now and again I'll get a okay. dream where I'm, and it's kind of like what she said, where she's like, he was trying to go down on me, but wasn't. So it's like I'm trying to like open a door, but I have no strength when I'm sleeping. Right. So I'm like pushing, but I'm like not pushing. Like my arms are almost in the dream. blue in the, in the dream. Huh. So like I'll be like trying to do something with my hands. Those are I, your dreams. But I can't do the thing. Like it's I never keep like failing. Other people are in it. Sometimes, but not. Right. I get very like clear dreams and nightmares. It's very really? scary. Yeah. I hate both. I hate a good dream. I hate a bad dream. You hate them all. <laughs> I hate a, I hate a good dream because it's like you wake up and you're like, oh shit, that didn't happen. That's annoying. Yeah. And I hate a bad dream because you're like, it feels so real. I don't know if you ever get these where they just feel like they happen, where it just kind of fucks up your whole mind. That where you're like, I can't believe I even like went there. You have to. Well, it's <laughs> kind of like I mean? yeah, yeah, I can't believe I went there, and also like I can't believe I have to decompress and and remind mm-hmm. myself that it didn't that, happen. right that this isn't real. And it was yeah. like the fact, just the idea that like you lived in a world for a second where it did happen and you like felt the emotional. Do you ever have this when you, when you talk shit about someone so much over text and then you see that person and you're like, did I say those things right. to their face? I've had that situation where I'm like, there's there must they must know somehow yes. it's out there like it's been said it's been said yeah. and written so many times that it almost feels weird that they wouldn't know they have to know right that i have been trashing them <laughs> for weeks yeah that's my greatest I was fear talking, also. i was making fun of someone i had screenshot a picture of theirs and i was making fun of them and then opened my phone and the person next to me saw the picture of them like as like basically like the, the whole screen oh and they're like what's why do you have a picture of like this random person that we know in common? I was like, ah, oh, it wasn't them though. No, okay, that would have been terrifying. Oof. Yeah, phone will be the reason we all live. It alone. is. It's going to be the end of end of mankind as we know it. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi whole body deodorant. 
It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time Time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do some emails. UUP at Betches.com. UUP. At Betches.com. Go for it. Okay. Hello, Jared and Jordana. Thank you so much for this wonderful podcast and bringing a combination of humor and practical advice to my week. You're welcome. Woo, that's over, she wrote. (laughs) I'm in my mid-20s and I've been dating my current boyfriend for about one year. In the back of my mind, I know that at some point people in relationships spend holidays together, but I don't understand the expectation for when and how that should happen. I have a small but tightly knit family and we have never had... really had significant others or even close friends join our celebrations. I'm nervous to tell my family that I would be spending Thanksgiving or Christmas somewhere that isn't home since I rarely have opportunities to visit my family. But I'm also afraid bringing my boyfriend to my family celebration would be awkward. Right now, I'm planning on waiting another year before spending holidays with my boyfriend in case the best approach is clearer, but I wonder if I'm hurting his feelings by not having a conversation about spending that time together and just expecting that we'll do separate things. In your relationships, how do you approach holidays, and what point do you think couples should start spending them together? Thanks, as always. No new friends at the holiday table. (laughs) I like this email. Jordan, any thoughts? I mean, um, you're closer to this than maybe I would be. Why? You've been d- dating a while. I get, yeah, but I... I think like, the, 
this like to me i'm like here's the thing first of all there's no worse nightmare to me than being at someone else's house for thanksgiving right what an awful awful right you don't like going to the bathroom in someone else's house i don't mind but like thanksgiving to me is the best holiday of the year okay it is the most selfish holiday you don't, even though it's called Thanksgiving, Why? it is the most selfish. You don't have to buy anyone gifts. Okay. All you have to do is show up at home, get get food, get drunk, go to sleep. Okay, so you like it. Love Thanksgiving. Okay. It is the king of the holidays. Interesting. You just don't have, it's all about the holiday. There's no like thoughts on who to get gifts for. And by the holiday, and, you mean food. Food, okay. me, hanging, sleeping, done. Okay. I can't imagine having to go to someone else's house and having sneakers on during their Thanksgiving dinner. Even something as small as not being able to be a fat mess. I have to keep it together somewhere. That's really the issue with going to anyone else's family's home ever, whether that's your friend or your significant other or something. It's like you can't just be your disgusting self. Yes, and that's what we all want to do. We all want to like go upstairs and take a nap or like You don't want any of the unsaid things right. where it's like or like well, make fake conversations. Yes, and like is Jared really just going to go upstairs and do nothing? Right. We clean the dishes in this house. Right. That's, you know what I mean? Like that's it's the stuff biggest, like that. Right. And you don't want to be impolite, but you're also like this is my time off too. Right. And that's even when someone has like the chillest family. I feel like for me, I'm lucky because like my family is so big. I have mm. so many siblings that no one really even notices anyone who comes in or goes out. <laughs> it's just like literally another person. Yeah. Like when I was young, we used to, our, our, my um, housekeeper's kids used to live with us. Okay. Just because it was like, my house was like, and no one, it wasn't even like a thing just because there were so many kids running around that yeah. it was just like, oh, it's just like another kid. Just, uh, so another, kinda, uh, just another plate. Right. My boyfriend's always like, He's like, can I, he's like, oh, what do I bring? Should I bring like some like wine or this? I'm like, honestly, I go, honestly, whatever you bring, no one's even going to notice but that you brought it. That, They're just going to put it down and no one is going to even make a, <laughs> make a comment about it. Thank you. Or do anything. They're but just even not- that, even your boyfriend going, what should I bring? That's a pain in the ass. Right. Not going to worry to about do that bringing to someone something. Else, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, and it, you, it, just like you said, the chillest people in the world doesn't matter. Right. It's still it's not still my not house. It's still not your space. Not yeah. my space. Not my holiday. Right. And it's like, I see these families in the matching PJs, and I'm like, oh, who was signing up for this? So you... But at some point, you have to. Right. That's kind of... The, that's how... That's the, the merging of fusion at of families. At some point, that's you how break it works. off, and you have to go to someone else's thing. Um, I think... To me, the first entree to your family shouldn't be a holiday. Right. Something a little low, lower stakes. Lower stakes. Smaller also, amount of time. It should be a dinner or something. Yeah, or like a hang. Whatever it is, your first meeting should make the holiday meeting easier. Right. It shouldn't be the first time you meet someone, you spend three days with them. Awful. That's Awful. terrible. I, I can't imagine anything worse. So right. as long as they like met, meet the parents is like the worst possible scenario for absolutely. <laughs> like I, that's I, actually a great movie for showcasing just how awful it is to. It's, it's exactly right. He has to pretend he's not a smoker. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> have his clothes. He has to wear the brother's clothes. Yeah, like oh, nightmare. Th- <laughs> this is the thing. So I think like the preempt of like, oh, they've been over for we've done dinner together, so we have this like 
at least there's the first conversations have gotten out of you. Right. So the goal is to get to the point where that does feel like they are your family and you can do whatever the hell you want. But no, I feel like that comes for like them all to die. <laughs> and then you start, and then your, then own you start your own family well, and you get to have your own house with your own food. Yeah. And you're not picking raisins out of someone's stuffing because they decide to put raisins and stuff. That probably won't happen, though. Or it takes years for everyone to die. It sucks. Um, Awful. But yeah, I would say advice. I think you have to what you have to find out is kind of like. How important are these holidays to the people? Because everyone That's has different deal too. everyone has different views about like the meaning of all these things, and everyone's family places different meanings on them, right? So like you're saying, like your Thanksgiving is like your family like thing, right? Kind of my thing. It's your thing. <laughs> your family just happens to be there. But let's yeah. say your family, let's say your parents were like, we're canceling Thanksgiving this year. Do whatever you want. You would be yeah. like annoyed about it. You like it. I would it means be something annoyed, to you, but I would also be like, "Oh, this is pretty good," you know. Like I can, but it means some know. in the grand scheme of holidays that mean things to you. It probably sounds like it means like the most to you. Sure, yeah, yeah, it does. Right. So I'd be like, so that would be something where I'd be like, "Come to me." Right. So that would be something if I, if I were dating you, I'd be like, I would try to suss out what like what's the, the most important and meaningful things for you and then I'll attend the most important and meaningful things for you and then hopefully the most important and meaningful things to me are not as meaningful for you and I also think it's okay to do separate holidays until you like have to do them together yeah yeah, yeah. it's like not we don't have to spend every second with each other we can go our own separate ways for like a holiday or two well that's the other thing if it's important to you then you'll be like hey I, this Thanksgiving that we do, we do a turkey trot right. and we wear feathers on our heads and do all this fucking shit. Um, it means a lot to me and my family. We we do it up every year. Right. And my parents are saying, are asking for you to come to it this year. Mm-hmm. That's a different story. Right. If it's, if you guys both have like meh holiday shit. Just go to your own holiday go shit. Go to your own fucking meh shit and you'll come back together when you're in the same town. I think once you're engaged, that's really when you start to have to divvy up holidays. Do I think that's thing. Where, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, for me, it's like, so um, I'm Jewish and um, my boyfriend is, is Catholic. So mm. he does Christmas and like I, it's kind of like for me, it's like I don't have, no one in my family does anything for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it would be weird for me not to go. You have to. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) No, it's good. It's good because he'll always like get those. Yeah, but it's also kind of like there's where else would I be? Yeah, sure. You. No, I'm busy that like, day. You can't what have an opposite religion person and them not. He couldn't not show up to Rosh Hashanah and be like, where the fuck do you think that's you're going? That's the real issue with <laughs> right. dating outside of your religion. People think it's a perk. Yeah, but it's no, <laughs> that's the worst part. You have right. to do them all. Yeah, you got to do them all and you have no excuse not to be there. No excuse. Did he come with you for New Year, Rosh Hashanah? Yom he came Kippur? with me for Rosh Hashanah. I do Christmas with him at Thanksgiving. Um... We'll probably do our own thing unless mm. we're both from Long Island, so we do we could we could do both, but like that just seems like we both have to suffer then. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like I'll suffer through your family yeah. if you suffer through mine. Ugh, no, I mean awful. we like each other's families, but you know what I mean. It's I like get it. this isn't anything personal, also for everyone against like anyone else's family. It's just no. about being in your own comfortable self and not having to like because you always in the, especially Everything. in the beginning you're putting on a show every time you meet someone's totally. Parents. You have to do active listening face. Right. When you are not with your family, you have to go, oh, really? Oh, oh, wow. Exactly. Oh, oh you went to work last week? And it's like, <laughs> Active listening base, active small talk engagement. Awful. Awful. I mean. So tell me about that thing that I do, you don't really care about really? hearing about. Well, how's yeah. work going? <laughs> 
Get away from me. I, I just want everyone to leave me alone. And you have to get dressed. Like, I yeah. know that's a small thing, but, like, you got to, like, get dressed up. You can't for look someone like else's, a slob. Yeah, like, for someone else's more than your own. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, the goal, I hope, I haven't I haven't been in a relationship long enough to know this, but I, I'm hoping that eventually you can sort of just become yourself and, like, whatever version of that. You can never be yourself. Can I mean, can you? I don't know. I think you can. I what think are your parents, a point. like, in front of your grandparents? Yeah, they were or, all Or they were fine. back in the day. Yeah, they were, like, fine. You know, like, I... I mean, it's such a weird thing to like essentially like imagine like you have your kids and then they bring someone into your family that you don't you had no say in. That would choosing. make me uncomfortable. Like if I had a daughter that was bringing some dude around right, and not I'm to like, like be around, not I gotta I fucking, some small talk and yeah. you or whatever. And I gotta wear pants. Yeah, like my my holidays are all gonna be sweatpants only. I'm no. gonna have a uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have a dress code. Everyone wears sweats. No socks. I don't like people's socks rubbing on my floor. So no shoes, no socks. No shoes, Everyone no socks. barefoot. Everyone barefoot, everyone in sweats, and a t-shirt or hooded sweatshirt. Okay. That's, uh, and if you're wearing anything outside of the dress code, you'll be promptly asked to leave. Sounds fancy. Right? I don't think you're going to marry a Kardashian. <laughs> well, by then, maybe there's nice sweatpants. Maybe there's a nice brand. You can wear the Yeezys. That's right. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable, and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do some more emails. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hi. First of all, love you guys in the podcast. Second, I'd like to ask a question about forgiveness and when it's obligated. As background, I just got out of a relationship with my best friend's cousin. My best friend's cousin, who is in my friend group and also my ex. He is seeking my forgiveness for the sake of the group. I recently got back with him, and he kept telling me that I was the one, and he wanted to marry me, etc. We were picking out furniture together a month ago. <laughs> uh oh. Long story short, after months of us being back together and me thinking this was the one, I found out he was seeing another girl. Oh shit. It's tough. We were at an out-of-town wedding um, when I saw her name on his phone, which is how I found out, and I ended up getting my own hotel room that night, and we broke up. The first I have heard from him since was the day before Yom Kippur, when he... (laughs) (laughs) 
Speaking when of he, holidays. We, when he reached out to me asking me to forgive him via text. Just for, for the for the non-Jews listening, you, uh, you're supposed to like ask people for forgiveness technically um, in the like before <laughs> well, Yom Kippur. I didn't so even that, put that together. Oh yeah, that's a thing. It's like you're supposed you're gonna be judged on Yom Kippur. You're either gonna be like written in the book of life or the book of death, and that's like your one time that you're like supposed to te- to like reach out to anyone you've wronged and say sorry. So he reached out for her for a little Yom Kippur. I'm sure he was feeling shitty. I'm sure he's been feeling shitty about it for a while. And he was like, oh, I don't have to like randomly do this out of nowhere. I'll use Yom Kippur (laughs) as the facilitator. It seems a little ridiculous, but I guess the whole thing is ridiculous if you think of it in a certain way. The same day, he also texted all of our mutual friends to apologize for cheating on me. So now he's apologizing. What is this? He's on an apology tour. It's the Yom Kippur apology tour. <laughs> Coming to your town. Apologies. The Yom Kippur Apology Tour with Chaim. Why? <laughs> Leora. Why would he apologize to your music? Rachel. <laughs> and a very special guest, Grandpa, for not making enough money growing up. The Yom Kippur Apology Tour Coming to your town I love it The Spectrum (laughs) Um, (laughs) Why does he apologizing to the Philadelphia Spectrum This Saturday at 8 I don't get why he's apologizing to the mutual friends But whatever Well it's the Yom Kippur Apology Tour He's trying to get I'm sorry for treating on Rachel I'm sorry for putting you guys in the middle of it Okay I can see that There I'm sorry Making you feel weird Sorry, my cousin, for... Oi, Kavoltz, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know. Fair. Everyone else forgave him. Yeah, what are they going to say? Right. <laughs> I do not forgive you. I don't know, man. You were fucking another girl. I don't know if right. I can bring no you one, back in. No one else would care besides you. But I think I don't... But I think I don't deserve to have to. Am I a bad person for wanting to hold a grudge? Am I bad for not wanting to forgive him during the Jewish New Year? I don't think I can't really tell you about that. I don't think so. My thought is you can't be a dick all year and use Yom Kippur as a day to send out mail. I can't believe <laughs> that the holiday is being used for this. Like right. I, I can't using that to facilitate it. I can't believe like that makes the the apology less worth like right. wor- worthy to me. It would be better if he did it out of nowhere because it would show that he was really thinking, thinking about, about it, it. And thinking on it. Although is he I, do sit- th- I do think he might have already been thinking about it and just felt weird. Sure, but is is he sitting at you know the sermon? Is he at temple on Yom Kippur uh, and the guy's going, yeah? And listen, if you don't get all of your apologies, then you're going to hell. And, and then, then he's like quickly mass ah, mass text. I gotta start texting everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is that what made him do it, or did he really was he apologizing? Like, as a day to send out a mass text to pretend you were an ass uh, the rest of the year? Am I too harsh? Well, That's I, really the, I think the, the crux right. of the I think the real question is like, if someone wrongs you in a relationship, is it okay for them to just say like, sorry, or like, should you forgive people in your, like, do you feel like in the past you've been wronged by anyone in, in dating? I've wronged people. Um, have I been wronged? Probably. I, I don't hold on to those things. Mm-hmm. I think that only, I do kind of live with. Ah, uh, this is my party. If you don't want to be at my party, that's okay. But I'm gonna do my own thing. You know, like, well, like I, no one's ever hurt you. Like people have hurt me. You're like, but, mm, I don't let I don't uh, let the walls down. Don't <laughs> I don't know. It's um, 
I don't think like it does her any good holding on to a grudge, but I also don't believe that she should have to like go back to the friend group now. Like this whole idea that these friends are going to go through life together arm in arm, like grow the fuck up. Right. Like, this isn't like a communal dating situation. Yeah, you're not dating at the kibbutz. <laughs> you know, Maybe like, they are. Sounds like they might be. They might be. But I'm saying, like, you need to maybe say to them, hey, we're not friends. Right. You treated me like someone would never treat a friend that way. You lied to me, and then you got found out, and now you're mad you got found out. Maybe you should leave the friend group for a little bit. <laughs> you leave. <laughs> um well, this reminds me, I read an article recently. Um, the Atlantic has like a has a, ther- has a therapist that writes for them and she just wrote a book and I read it. And she talks about, she's a therapist, she talks about forgiveness and how when people feel like they're like forced to forgive people, it almost creates like more of a burden for them. Like now I have to feel guilty about not forgiving you. Sure. So what she says is that you don't have to feel like you need to forgive someone to move on. Like that's not something, that's not something that you owe someone. It's not something you need to do for yourself either. But she says like sometimes it actually helps you get over something if you're kind of like, not necessarily I'm going to forgive you, but like, hey, like why did you do what you did? If you understand like, if you have like empathy for the fact that no one would really do that to you unless they had some sort of like deep thing that they were hurting about on on their own if you understand where they're coming from in a sense it makes maybe you might not forgive them but at least you can sort of like empathize with them more yeah i i don't know if i mean it sounds like it happened pretty recently i mean it did happen pretty recently right. so i don't even think he's probably like from his point of view he probably hasn't worked through this enough to have any perspective on it well, like, that's the annoying thing about him texting that quickly. Yeah, he shouldn't reach out unless he's really thought about it. I really don't believe his apology. I, I right. think he's just wants to make his life comfortable again. And his life's a little bit uncomfortable, so he's trying to use Yom Kippur as some sort of excuse to get back into comfort. Right, which and, is not how things work. But I, I don't really... When someone wrongs me, I forgive them, but I don't forget but I'm saying like I think she could use I think she could forget or easily or not care as much more if she found out like what was go like why he did that. Everyone has a reason for doing the things they do. It might not be like a good reason or a reason sure. that you agree with or a reason that like makes them so, more sympathetic, but usually it does. So if you go if you say if if you're her you go to him and go, hey. If he sends me, I wouldn't just randomly go to him, but I think if he reaches out and he texts her and he's like, hey, I'm really sorry about everything that happened there. And I'd say like, you know, like, I'm just kind of wondering like what what made you do that? Because it was really hurtful to me. It really, you know, it really like. And like, be hurt as me. honest right. as possible. It hurt me in a lot of ways and I'm trying to move on from this, but I think it would it would just help me to know like what, were you scared? Like what, what made you do, do that? Why do you think you did what you did? In my mind, he's going to lie again because maybe he is in that case like if he's not being real with you then you shouldn't accept his forgiveness but there's not at this point they're over there's nothing to lose and not yeah. for me i'd it would be like refreshing for me to hear like you know what i fucked up i'm not like trying to get you back i'm really sorry i want you to know like i did this because like whatever reason i did this for it was like i'm myself hurt and fucked up and i have a lot of things in my past that make me like run away from intimacy or do whatever but that's i'm really always sorry the most annoying version of apologies is when someone then becomes their own therapist and they're like well that's what they I'm start coming up with theories well, well I, my mom hugged me only so hard and that's why i can't hug you as hard it's like i don't think people should up. be their own therapist and that's why i think the the time frame that he's doing this in is sort of annoying because there's no way he could yeah. actually have figured out why he does those things but i think if you 
do if you are consistently in a place where you're like doing messed up stuff like this and then you do get help and you do figure out why you do those things and then you want to explain it to that person i think that's fine i think that's kind of nice i mean because yeah. like it makes you just remember that, that people hurt people because they themselves are hurt in some way and they're taking that out in whatever situation this is it's not about her i would assume that they got she would be afraid to do that because they had gotten back together and then she was she'd be afraid that she'd be opening the door to opening the door to right. get back together again because she already did once. But I don't know you can't tell her. I can't tell her not how to feel. Right. I can't tell her to forgive someone. I just I also don't think I can't. I I don't think it's fair. I the apology is kind of fake to me. Right. Um. I don't think it's fair that she has to be the linchpin of the friend group. That's what I don't think is fair. Yeah. Like, because she said in the beginning. She either she forgives him or he's out. Then she's now, that now the crux is on her. And she yeah. fucked up the whole friend group if she didn't, doesn't and forgive. I would say, like, if I were her, I'd be like, hey, yeah, I, I you know, I'm going through my own shit to forgive you. Um, I, I'm, it's going to take me some time. But, you know, listen, I'm not going to hang with you. And... I'm gonna and then whoever's with me is with me. Right. I'm not trying to like break up Who's the friend group. Who's coming with me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like know. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, she has her own, and I'm not gonna freak out <laughs> on Yom Kippur. You know, like I right. I, it, it bothers me the idea that they're like that she's the reason the friend group breaks up, and that's that would bother me more than. The whole the, thing, like right. now you're like now, now you're, you're putting that on, you're just putting that on her to yeah. be like if you don't accept this apology, then like the then the group's gonna be weird. And it's gonna be your fault. Yeah, and it's like not only are you controlling, not only have you kind of messed with my my love life, but now you're messing with my personal life after you're like right. I think there's two hard, kinds. It's of- a hard. It's hard advice to give, but it's like there's people in that group that like when I don't like someone, I just go, hey, that's what they are. I, that's what they are to me. I, I don't take it personally anymore. Like, I just kind of move away from it. Right. Like, just yeah. to get better. I think that it's funny because I feel like there's like three kinds of apologizers in the world. Mm-hmm. There's the pe- person who never apologizes, who's like kind of infuriating. There's mm-hmm. the person who apologizes constantly, who's also kind of infuriating. Mm-hmm. And then there's the person in the middle, which is the best and only, it's the rarest kind of apologizer, who like apologizes in a sincere way when they actually feel like they, they've like self-reflected and feel like they mm. were wrong. This guy seems like he's the, apolo- the constant apologizer, which minimizes the meaning of the apology. Yeah. Like the person who thinks they can just do whatever they want and then say, I'm sorry, and it's fine. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, it, would, it would annoy me too. It's almost I, as annoying as the person who won't say sorry for anything. Yeah. I mean, her question comes down to, am I being too harsh? I, I think it's too harsh to not accept the apology. But I think it's not too harsh to to say I don't want anything to do with you. Right. I forgive you, but I don't forget. That's right. Bye. Let's play some games. Let's play some games. Let's do some red flag deal breaker. All right. You want to read the first one? I'll read this one. I was at a barbecue the other weekend and hit it off with a cute guy. He mentioned he recently graduated college. 
I'm a 28-year-old female and thought he must be around 21 or 22, which is a bit young for me. But it was refreshing to meet someone in the wild and not on the app, so I gave him my number and agreed to go on a date. Our first date, he took me to a really nice wine bar and he had a great, we had a great time. Second date, he came over to my place and told me he had to come clean. He's actually 19 and still in college. <laughs> Apparently, he has a fake ID that works very well. <laughs> That's one of those sentences you think you get beyond. Right. You're like, I can't believe I'm still talking to someone who said this. <laughs> who says, I have an ID that works very well. I freaked out a little, FaceTime my friend immediately after he left, and she told me to write you. I usually date older men in their late 30s or 40s, but since we had a parent chemistry, decided to continue to go out with him. Am I wasting my time with someone so young? Should I be alarmed that he lied even though he eventually told the truth? Looking forward to hearing what you guys think. To me, this isn't about lying because he did tell you the truth like relatively quickly after that. Did they that. hook up? It sounds like... They, I don't know. She doesn't say. Okay. Um, I wouldn't date someone that young because to me, if I'm looking for something serious, I'm in an enti- entirely different place in my life than sure. that person. So it would be, it would be a deal breaker for me, not because of the lying. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like he did kind of like feel bad, like say it pr- fairly quickly. Yeah. More just because like, I'm not looking to date someone that age. It's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You connect with someone and it's hard to meet people that you connect with. But you connected with a 19-year-old child. (laughs) Um, So, um, and you're going, well, it's 10, you know, 28 and 19. That's nine years. My parents are nine years apart. There's a very big difference. Between between nine years. Nine years, 28 to 19, and nine years, 40 to 31. Yeah. So, and the difference is when I was 19, if I would have told 19-year-old me that I'd be at the Betches offices when I'm 34, you know, right. like when I was 28, if I had told my 19-year-old self what I was doing, I'd be like, what the fuck right. are you it talking about? It would be a completely about? different world. The growth between 18 and 25 is the most different growth that is is Right. Crazy it's like you're different. an entire different person. Totally different right. person. So... Like, let's say you do go on dates and you do hit it off and then he turns 20. Are Suddenly you go he the- can rent a car and he's not the same guy he used to be. Yeah, you don't know what he's going to be. It's not about what you are and who you connect with. Right. It's what he is. And I'm saying it can't, I mean, I don't like to close the door 100% on anything. Sure, maybe he's the most matured 19-year-old one ever did meet. But probably not. Right. Uh, deal breaker. And like, if I was ever dating someone and, and she ever said to me, well... Are, will you come to my fraternity, my sorority <laughs> date party? I'd be like, I have to get reevaluate the fuck out. Yeah, my entire life choices that everything. brought me to the point where I'm even being asked that. Yeah, and maybe it's creating taste and going, oh, this is right. The you type can't of- just date people because it felt like yeah. There's a bigger picture. Yeah, there. deal breaker. All right, red flag or deal breaker? He has a naked drawing of himself in his bedroom, and then she included the drawing picture. So this is in his bedroom. It is a na- pretty good body. He really gave himself a penis. <laughs> it's a big penis that and a pretty a good body. Big bod. dick he drew of himself. Did he I draw mean, it? I wonder. I think who so. drew this? I think he drew it. It looks like it's framed. No, or maybe it's like on. No, something? it's like on a tack board. Oh, yeah, he's got a good body. If that's uh, it's a good drawing. <laughs> if they just so you have you see a girl she has a totally naked. The penis is bigger than his head. This guy who. 
this she's, is for you him. think she should only do it if if it matches up <laughs> yeah if it's true to form because what it looks like is it looks like he's a model who does uh painting classes for people who make nudes mm-hmm. he looks like the david yeah he really does I um know. i think he would have to like have a sense of humor about it yeah this would have to be a joke to be like if i saw Right. But this is like a very serious drawing. That's what I'm saying. It would have to be clear that he wasn't this like vain. <coughs> I mean. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I knew a, I had a friend who dated a guy with like a huge portrait of himself. It was a joke? No, it wasn't. It, like hanging in his home. That? I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, he had like a huge portrait of himself like hanging in his home. And to me, she like was like fine with it. But to me, it always seemed like. It was like if you're that vain that you need a picture, a huge picture of yourself. Yeah, and it's not even you with the family and the dog. Right. Like it's just yeah. you. It's like it might be tough to work with. If a woman had this, it would be a red flag because it's such a well done thing that I would right. assume they were an it, artist or they were a model for an artist class. Right. They would need some more context mm. or them to make fun of it, one or the other. I mean, if it's up on your wall, you're not making fun of it, really. Right. Like, what do you make fun of it every time someone passes it? Yeah, I guess you're kind of proud of it. This guy should be proud. If this is really him, yeah. It's those pubes? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on here. This is quite the penis. Is that what a penis looks like from that angle? Have you never seen a penis? I've seen plenty of penis. Uh, this, uh, something about it. Something about it. The whole body looks right and the penis looks cartoonish. Doesn't it? I, I have to like look really. I'm not wearing my glasses, but you know. <laughs> I guess a little bit. The other, I don't know. I feel like it fits. Anyway, a lot of shaft. Let's do another. You can let's take do this another. home and examine it. <laughs> hey everybody, what do you think of this penis? Yeah, let's do one more. Um, he posts about a two-year kiss anniversary. The or word kiss anniversary. Makes you want to shoot yourself. It's a deal yourself. breaker. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> they I'm, use that. <laughs> I think if they use it in that you, term. Using the word kiss adversity in, in any context is a deal breaker. For Posts me. about that is the worst thing I could ever imagine. If you was, if someone like texted you and was yeah. like, hey, like, do you remember like we went on that date? Like our first This is two whatever. years ago since we kissed. Yeah. Different story. That's like kind of cute. But if you're posting about it. Here's the thing. I don't want to date someone where I know everything they post is screenshot and talk shit about. Right, by your friends. <laughs> by my friends. Behind yeah. my back now, too. Right. So if they're... And if, then you have to look at them and you know, know that they've been talking shit about you in exactly. the group chat. In the separate group chat that they made. So kiss anniversary Out. Out. I'm definitely out. Text about a kiss anniversary Fine. Fine. But post... Game over. Out. All right. That's our show. That is our show. Uh, we're here every Wednesday. Keep telling your friends. Keep tagging a bitch. Uh, Northeast, we're doing some shows, baby. Boston, D.C., Philly, New York. Get those tickets. Bring the group chat out. Um, I have an album out there. Please. Always a mama bear. Always I hear a mama it's topping the charts. Number three on the Billboard that's charts. Incredible. That's incredible. crazy. Thank you Look guys, you. everyone that's listened. I appreciate that. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.